You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched the struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. <laughs> The correct during Hare Stadium time is 8.59 Central Daylight Time. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. Your digital audio device is tuned in the Orange and Truth podcast, Harvard by CollegeOfMagnolia.com. I am Son of Crow, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, the rumor monger, the S is for stats, Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. Back in God's time. Drove all the way down here from a little place called Georgia. And to the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, a man of taste, a man who has turned his 311 show count up to 11, AU Chief. Auburn, how you feeling? On today's show, it's top 10 week. You know that it's the off season when guys start doing lists and listicles. You know, this is uh, the thing I used to do at work all the time to pass the time at Old Navy. I'd walk around with a pad. And, uh, Top ten cargo me, shorts. Me and three other guys, uh, Isaac McKeithen and Adam Diaz. Not sure if they listen. Shout out to Adam Diaz. I don't know who that is, but shout out to him. He's my boss's son, actually. Uh, we used to keep little pieces of paper, make a little top ten list of things just to pass the time at work. My boss's son could be a 311 song. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I could see him call him on that. <laughs> or Adam Diaz. Could also be the name of 311. Well, S.A. Martinez <laughs> yeah. is a member of 311. So... I I normally make fun of blogs when they do when they resort to top tens and Mount Rushmores and greatest of all time. Who's the best number whatever to play for Auburn? Just because it it usually shows we are out of things. But well, you know, there's entire sites just dedicated to these sort of top ten lists oh, where you have to click through a bunch of ads. Slideshows. Yeah, it's the worst. That is the worst. It's called BuzzFeed.com. If I ever click on a link on Twitter. And it takes me one of those, I automatically block that account because I never want to see that kind of crap again. So, but we are no better than anybody else. Oh, except it's the last week of the offseason. I know. Yeah. It's the last week of the offseason, and ours are fun. Yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to start out with the funnest Chiefs Top 10 songs by the country and western band Alabama, which is from Fort Payne, Alabama. Yeah, they um, went to my high school. You're going to speak into the microphone. Oh, for sorry. I'm not making enough. Uh, there you go. Not giving them full ASMR. Over here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a top 10. Start from number 10, Chief. What do we got? Uh, the closer you get, mm. the further I fall. It's the a good one. The closer you get, the further I fall. It's a, it's a good one. It's a, it's a, I don't know if you call it a slow jam. It's just a, you know, nice little love song. Yeah. But it's not, it's not too slow. It's got a, got a nice little beat to it. Yeah. Um, it's a good Alabama song. Look it up. Listen to it. Chief, I just realized you uh, went to 11 because you couldn't stop at 10. That's right. That was number 11. Um, <laughs> Thistle Hair, The Christmas Bear was my real number 10, but I don't think anyone else knows that song. But what was it? Thistle Hair, The Christmas Bear. It's off no. their first Christmas album. Their did. first Christmas album. Uh, if that ain't Oh, you know what? I really should have put Christmas and Dixie on here, too, because that's sort of their best song. 
Okay. T10. Because it, it gives it gives a shout out to Fort Payne in this Nice. Game, so um, number nine. Jukebox in my mind. Okay. Jukebox in my mind. In the corner of my mind. There's a jukebox. Okay. Uh, and the next one, number eight, Born Country. Oh man. It's, oh man. It's a jam. That is a classic Alabama song. Yeah, yeah. Um, number seven, not to be confused with the uh, more than mildly racist Disney uh, movie, Song of the South. Oh, Sweet Potato Pie and Shut Your Mouth. Yeah. Song, Song of the South. It sounds just like that. That's it. That's it right there. This is a great song if you, if you just want to roll your windows down and feel like oh. you are... In Fort as Alabama. Alabama as you can be in that moment. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. Uh, number six is Mountain Music. Um, play me some Mountain Music. Yeah. This is a good one too. Look. I feel like there's a there's a couple of jam bands that have covered this in a pretty decent oh, yeah. way. Well, I mean, Brad Paisley has one of his most famous songs to this beat. Yeah. You mean Brad Paisley wh- rips people off? No, he included Alabama in the song. Oh, okay. Oh. They sang it with him. The breakdown of this song is great, where yeah. they cut the music out and it's just Randy singing. I wish Yonder Mountain String Band would play a version of this song, but it may be too on the nose. I'd be super uh, um, surprised if they haven't played. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, number five. Oh, no, number five. Number five, sorry, I can't count. This, this also has uh, Jeff singing on it. So one of the rare ones where Jeff sings. Jeff, the rare Jeff track. Not a great guy. Um, good fiddle player, though. Uh, number five, right? Yep, roll on. Parentheses, 18 wheelers. Yeah. One of the great songs about trucking. It, yeah, just trucking and trucking. country song when you got trucking. Yeah. You, I mean, the beginning of the song, having a man yelling into a CB is... <laughs> but you know what Alabama was not afraid of? Just... The Confederate flag. Oh, <laughs> well, nobody was in the seventies. So, point time. So, so it's fine to use that. So in the seventies, n- nobody was afraid to use the. Confederate I mean, they had bigger flag. racist fish to fry. Put it on yeah, yeah. Well, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Leonard Skinner are not racist dudes either. No. So that's. You uh, got it on the General Lee too. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, of course, there's more racist problems with the General Lee. Yeah, the General Lee's <laughs> <Lee's laughs> <Lee's laughs> issues than the real flag. General, General Lee. You're right. Number four. Uh, number four. Cheap seats, which is, oh, this is controversial. Guys, controversial only because this is my favorite. I'm tell you what, there was a very, very close chance that uh, the Son of Crow was going to make a Auburn baseball song just uh, ripping this song I, I off. I loved it. I love this song. This was uh, filmed in Fort Payne, the video. Uh, I know every single face in the video, every single person I uh, Personally, Does Fort no. Payne have the minor league baseball team? No, I didn't think so. Okay, <laughs> we got the Rome Braves about forty-five this minutes. Time lookouts are too small. Yeah, lookouts are about forty-five minutes away. Well. I think they filmed some of it at the, in the lookout stadium too. But at least they're AAA. It's a great song, right? Yes, it's maybe the best baseball song. Oh, it, I mean, it's up there. It's on Major League Baseball's official so, baseball Spotify here, playlist. Here's a fun fact for you. My dad had a uh, framed gold album of this in his office at work. Of given cheap to, seats? Of given to him by Country Super Group of Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, we used to have the June Jam in Fort okay. It was a big country music festival. It went on for 13, 14, well... Oh, 
17 years? I can't remember exactly how long. It ended in 1997. I was a, a cooler checker at the last Evergreen Jam. Because uh, you couldn't have alcohol. We were in Jerry County. <laughs> Alright. Let's move on to number three. This is a crow special. If you're going to play in Texas... you got to have a fiddle in the band. Which you do. Is, yeah, which is not wrong. It's not wrong? Oh, I mean, I don't know. But the next line doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, about a Louisiana man. Like, Texas and Louisiana are not the same place. Well, Houston is sort of Louisiana. Louisiana. I mean, I'm from as close to Louisiana as you can almost get in the Texas. And I still... It's a distinct difference. Oh, they're different people. We're part of the United States still, I feel like. <laughs> but just barely. It's <laughs> a great song. They... These guys love a good breakdown, right? Oh, yeah. A song where the music cuts out. There are singing very and, uh, few bands that could do a chorus as good as Alabama could. <laughs> good stuff. They're the Blink-182 of uh, oh, Country and Western. <laughs> and I did that because Blink-182 famously, like, breakdown heavy yeah. and very hook-centric. Yeah, yeah. And your hooks were always incredibly, like, catchy. Yeah, I think Alabama might have a few more number one hits. Than Blink? Yeah. Because they have more number one hits than the Beatles. I don't think Blink has a single number one. I think they're... I think, <laughs> I read a thing today that their highest, uh, what's my name again, what's my age again, was number six. That was their highest oh, track. Wow. I freaking love Blink-182 as a high school student, by the way. Oh. I got some, mm, I got some jams. Shouting Out Faded Love is a Bob Will song, and that's as Texas as it gets. That's yeah. as Texas as George Strait. Well, these guys Ryan just play So, uh, fun fact, these guys are also big in North Carolina because they split their time between Fort Payne and North Carolina and then Nashville, obviously. Wow. Um... They must love NASCAR. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, sure. Sounds like it. Uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama. That's three. That's, that's <laughs> a NASCAR triangle. I've ever heard one. So uh, number two. Okay. We've got Tennessee River. Okay. I grew up on the Tennessee. I don't have River. that one up. Oh, here it is. Grew up on the Tennessee River, so this was always a favorite of mine. Now about God must have spent a little more time oh, on that's, you, that's, Alabama, featuring In Sync. Oh, on the essential. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. Alabama and NSYNC, man, that is a... Uh, That's because it's a great song. Hit, hit makers, brother. <laughs> Name takers. This slow starter here. They had 20 number one hits. Yeah, everything's That's a little slower. Than this year, no, they had right? 40. 40, sorry. The name of this album is 20 number one hits. I believe they had 42 eventually. That's freaking wild. Yeah. I think Elvis is the only person with more number one hits. Uh, they're the only... They have the most of any group. Suck it, Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> hey, Boop's getting buggy. I love Brooks and Dunn. Uh, Number one, Chief. What do we got? I'm in a hurry. Oh. I don't know why. This song will get stuck in your head for a month. This song uh, man, came out when I was about 10 or 11 and uh, loved it. This is this is peak Alabama right here. I remember this song making me so emotional in the car on the way to like fifth grade that I almost yeah. started crying. It's like I, I'm I know. in a hurry. I know. Get things done. I know. Speaking to me, it spoke to me as a kid. Oh, man. Fifth grader, I thought to hurry do anything. Yeah, I was listening to it when I thought I was real busy going to baseball practice one day. I had so much homework and so much going on. All you gotta do is live and die. Fifth grade Ryan. So here's a, another fun fact, and uh, you may be thinking, why are we talking about Alabama on this podcast? Randy is an Auburn guy. He didn't go to Auburn. He went to Jackson State. He's actually on the board of trustees at Jackson State. Fun uh, fact, Auburn is in Alabama. That's true. Barely. But Randy... West Georgia. Randy and Kelly, his wife's youngest daughter, uh, Randa, went to Auburn. She's in... Uh, was married an Auburn player? That they got married? 
Jared Stidham? Question mark? I heard no, he just got married. Not, yeah, he didn't get married. I saw photos to like a oil tycoon's. The guy family. owns the Rockets. Well, he's a CEO of the Rockets, yeah. right? She played college soccer at Baylor. Yeah. They're not athletic kids. Probably. Who played they for the also, Rockets? Uh, look, Jared Stidham will always hold a special place in my heart because he dressed up as Han Solo and his his lovely wife dressed up as Princess Leia for Halloween. So you know he'll especially in my heart too because he beat number one Georgia and then followed well, up beat number one Alabama back to back. This that was before he even played for Auburn that he uh, did that. Oh so right. I was Speaking of Auburn quarterbacks, yeah. What's that, Ryan? We're going top on 10. to this is top ten. Hey, uh, let me know what you think about those those rankings. If you don't like the Auburn, no. the, the Alabama rankings, I think James Jones might have a word. Oh, or so here's the thing: those are the correct rankings. Uh, I'm trusting Chief on this. Well, yeah, you're he's I, right. I, I'm my opinion. That's, that's I am a man who's seen Alabama more times than times? anyone else listening to this. Um, <laughs> I saw them about twice a year for Whoa. the first. 12 years of my life or Hashtag so. Hashtag more than 311 then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm more than anybody. Because they used to play a, a Christmas concert for kids every year at the fan club. And I would go to that and then I went to the June Jam every year. Um, like literally every year from the time I was born. So. Do you have an Alabama t-shirt? Uh, I do, but I don't have one that fits. That that looks good. I have one that yeah. looks like a dad from 1995 right. boy. Well, that's super it's in retro, right now, man. Yeah. yeah. You probably um, sell that downtown at one of those retro shops. But... <laughs> But no, I, I, I used to wear this one that was yellow. It had the Alabama thing. It had that rebel flag yeah. like, belt buckle thing on it. Mm. I used to wear that a lot when I was a kid. And now it's problematic. So around the house. I would, I would maybe wear it if yeah. I still had it. I mean, around the house. Around the house. <laughs> All right, quarterback top 10, Ryan. But, well, so here's what happened Ryan put out an APB to the show and to the whole College of Magnolia family, extended family, the College of Magnolia extended universe. Yeah. And said, hey, Everybody go on to this Google document that I made and rank your top 10 Auburn players by position, all time. And this is not necessarily your who are the best. Oh, there wasn't so basically, basically what I said was... I had Neil Cottle on mine. Yeah, basically what 10. I said was rank your top 10. I didn't say it has to be you know, the best. I didn't say it had to be the most productive. Ryan made the mistake of saying... No, that do wasn't a mistake. However you want to do it. It is your top 10. Yeah. And as a staff, I figure it'll filter through. You know, the best will be... Let me tell you right now, Josh Black is going to hate this. Oh, I'm sure. Because here's the thing. The oldest people here in their mid-30s. Van Plexico will hate it. John Ringer will hate it. Josh Black. We already have a problem with it. At Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter, (laughs) that is Ryan S. Starrett. Two T's at the end of that one. I will say there were some, some, what I believe to be token 80s players put in because guys knew they were good, but they had, they really don't know. I don't know. uh, Considering I was born in 95, yes, I I did not watch any players from the 80s. All right, so top 10. I didn't either. Starting at at 10, tied with 9th, we have two players. We We got no one at 10. Actually, two guys from the uh, before I was born, tied for 9th Reggie Slack and Jimmy Sato. I can't believe my number two or three, no, nah, four. Anyway, Randy Campbell didn't make his list. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so we have two players tied: Reggie Slack and Jimmy Seidel. Is that disrespect? Seidel. JB, you're going to have to tell us if that's disrespect to these guys. <laughs> I don't know. It, number eight, <laughs> Pat Nix. Seidel. Like Slidell, Louisiana, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. Number eight, Pat Nix. Patrick Nix. That's my man. He does get bonus points oh boy. for fathering. Future album quarterback, Bo Nix. Who That's might true. be terrible. We don't know he that. He could be. Okay. Yeah. We can't give a guy bonus points for I mean, potential. the kid's been starting uh, starting 
quarterback since eighth grade. So he was starting varsity games in the eighth well, grade. Well, for Scottsboro. It's a very Frankie Sullivan <laughs> move. They did start all right. Starting eighth grade. Jeez, man. I hate Scottsboro, too, so that's fine. Uh, I was glad he left. Number seven, Brandon Cox. I love Cox. See, there we go. Brandon Cox, that's controversial. But so here's he the thing, is the I, winningest quarterback in the history of the school. Yeah, I love Cox. So he has, so he we has, we, he has to get ranked highly. So part of that is on the board. Part of that is by the time he was playing college football, that's right when we went to a twelve game regular season. Is there any other quarterback that's never lost to Alabama? You'll have I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> uh, he, we'll, we'll get there. Chief. He All never right. lost to Alabama. He had a couple of bad games. He wasn't. I mean, he was the most infuriating. He never quarterback lost Alabama. He had. He played them four times. That, that's him. the thing. Four times <laughs> and lost and won all four of them. You could say, well, he was just a game manager, a bus driver. So what? He won four times against the best. Hold on, against the most important game he on the schedule. He didn't play the first one. Let's let's pump uh, the brakes there. Was two thousand four? No, he didn't play it. Okay, I mean, but he played was on five, five, six, oh seven, oh eight. No, yeah, he was, he was out on the well, five, six, six, seven. Okay, he beat him three. Times. Five, six, seven. Let's, he started for three. Was on the team for four wins in a row. Sorry. Okay, I'll wait for the guy who starts for three straight wins yeah, yeah. Yeah. to come around again. There's there's no guy that's yeah. been on the team for four straight wins. I'm not arguing for Alabama, guys. That's whoa, 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 whoa. They won ten games in there. Yeah, you're well, listening okay, to here in his stretch. You're listening, won, to five, no, five, six, seven? you're listening to Fine Bomb, where they try to downplay, they try to act like they were. No, really no, no. Bad. See, early 2000s Bama was good. Mid 2000s Bama was not good. Oh five Bama wasn't half bad. Yeah. They won nine games. 05 Bama wasn't half bad. They weren't what they are now. 06 Bama wasn't half bad. 07 Bama had a little guy named Nick Saban on the sidelines. So I'm not going to sit here and... O- didn't 06 Bama only win three games? I don't know. 06 Bama was pretty bad. Okay. And 07 <laughs> Bama lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. You know, and lost and, and Nick Saban compared it to a 9-11. <laughs> so, and Pearl Harbor. And Pearl Harbor. Both of them combined. Yeah. It was a Pearl 11. Number six... The man in the booth, Stan White. Yeah, Stan, Stan the man. Stan the man White. So this is not man. all old. Yeah, it's from the Well, okay, that for me, that's still old. He was playing football in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah we aren't. Yeah, Stan White is to Ryan as Randy Campbell is to us. Sure. Yeah. Here's something that's crazy I heard the other day. Do you remember the Monica Lewinsky scandal? Yeah. Yeah. You no. Do, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> do you know that we are as far alive? We are as far removed right now from the Monica Lewinsky scandal. As the Monica Lewinsky scandal was from the lunar landing. Oh yeah, I I, I, pl- I play I love playing this game. It's I, great. I, this is my favorite thing. Whenever I'm at, uh, uh, we'll we'll call it uh, Coyotes. Sure. Um, and there'll be a song that comes on, and there'll be a lot of kids singing, and I'm like, these kids were like, not even born when this yeah. song came But then I'm then I'm like, okay, so what was the, as old as this song then? And I'm like, oh my god, it's like Elvis. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the monster mash. All right, so. Where are we at? We're Let's at get to the top five. Damian Craig. Damian Craig, former Auburn Craig. assistant coach Craig. I, I, think I had was, him ranked a little lower. I think he's made a tumble because of uh, his um, time as a coach here. I'll yeah. tumble for you. I, I know that I personally have moved him down my favorite player rankings. Well, and I'll say his as good as he was he's and as great player. as he would be in today's oh, game, he would his numbers sure. back in the 90s, they just weren't that great. Yeah. I mean, so he that's, that's why it's really hard. It's like, okay, Auburn didn't win anything. He's a electrifying player to right. watch is what it was. He could keep plays alive. Um, I think he made a team that probably wasn't that great. Right. It got him to Atlanta. Because once he left, you saw how bad yeah, he got. Yeah, he got him right. to Atlanta. 
So he he was a great player, um, and we probably shouldn't let uh, how his tenure as a coach here went affect how we feel about him. The best thing I, he I did as a coach human. was look good in a suit and sunglasses before yeah, it did games. Look good. It did look good. It's true. Number four, Nick Marshall. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He should not be number four. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, should, he should be about nine or so. Nick Marshall Chief had him uh, way down on his okay. list. Nick Marshall played two years at Auburn, went one and one against Alabama. It's not went bad. One and uh, one against Georgia. Set passing records. It's a 500 record. Was 500 so, against so did Chris Todd. So let's yeah. not get carried away. If Chris Todd had had another healthy year, he'd have been on this list. Chris Todd still has not accepted my LinkedIn friendship. Oh. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I can talk to him about that if you want. Sounds like Crow's got like a way too far Chris away from I like Chris Todd. Chris F. Todd. Uh, I want him to be my LinkedIn friend. So I think Nick Marshall is a great quarterback. We're talking about a top four all time in the history of the school. Yeah. We're not talking about him as like yeah. we didn't we left him off the rankings entirely. Yeah. He did play two years. He did. Um and one year was just a sad. Fourteen Sad situation was. Oh wait, no, we're talking about, uh, we're talking Nick, about Marshall. Nick Marshall. Thought we were talking about Chris F. Todd. No, no sorry. No. Who also did play two yeah. years? Yeah, Nick um, Marshall. He is to to me what Mike Vick was to probably Nick Marshall. Whoa, to probably Nick Marshall. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, to Nick Marshall. But what? He so the two years he was in college, he led Jeez. two of the best offenses in the country. Yeah. He. Ryan he was so he wasn't as okay. yeah Ryan I think you need to watch some Michael Vick uh, I, in college I grew up watching the Falcons come on in college and what did they win no okay uh, well, whatever Virginia Tech wins so seriously uh, they went to BCS Bowl okay they, they Auburn won. went to a national championship that, with Nick Marshall I think they beat uh, Miami uh, and that's about all they accomplished so yeah I look I think you aren't off base the difference is that. Michael Vick was an accurate downfield passer. And, and, <laughs> and, oh, no, I'm not going to buy that. Come and, on, guys. And Michael Vick uh, was didn't the number have... one overall pick in the NFL draft. That wasn't because my, they my... thought he was a fun guy on Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't get I'm you not saying, one pick I'm not saying he is as good as Mike Vick. Right. I'm saying that's what he was to me. He also didn't that's have... Watching him play... He did things in the football field that I have not seen since. Was that, was that your first year at Auburn? Or was it, it was. It was my freshman year. Twenty. Yeah. That's the thing. He's part of one of the best, most not best seasons, one of the most incredible seasons in Auburn history. Yeah. I would say one of the best seasons. Oh, it's one it, of the best. Yeah, I mean, it is one oh, of the no, best. It's, it's maybe the most fun I've ever had. Right. Um, he, he did the – okay, so the Mississippi State game. Mike Vick didn't have uh, um, Trey in the back. That's fair. He doesn't have Gus running the yeah, offense. So. He's got Frank Beamer. Gosh. Older Michael story. Vick had played in the Gus Malzahn offense <laughs> with the whole country on fire. Good night. Nate Marshall led a game-winning drive week three against Mississippi State that no one remembers. Yeah. He played a great game. Yeah, it was a good game. And we were a game-winning touchdown no, with he, he, 20 he seconds was, left. He was he good. He played in a pass to himself. He's a good quarterback for Gus yeah. Malzahn. He would not have played quarterback in Division yeah, One Georgia. for yeah. anyone else. Oh, uh, no. Come on. Baby, that Baylor? The year after RG3 left? Come on. No. I don't know if they would I don't think they would have. They throw every play. They'll yeah, just chuck it downfield. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what Nick Marshall he was. He could have played for like UTEP or. Uh, no. I will say, Nick Marshall was to the zone read, the zone read power. Well, he was like his only real He was his only offer for to play quarterback. That might be right. Out of Juco? Yeah, out of Juco. I think we're. Probably the biggest school. I don't know if we're the only one. Well, that's, that was my point, is he wouldn't be playing quarterback for... Well, 
Auburn's at the, I mean, even after coming after 2012, mm-hmm. Auburn's one of the best. Well, when he came here, we weren't even actually sure he was going to play quarterback yeah. like that. He just. I will say Nick Marshall was to the zone read power, whatever <sighs> concept in Gus's offense, what Eric Crouch was to the triple option yeah. in Nebraska. No, he, he, this was perfect player to perfect offense. Yes. Yeah. The perfect fit. Yeah. And he was a savant at reading the zone read. Like and, he and did it, it perfectly. It really helped having Trey Mason in the backfield with him. Oh, well, yeah, those, that, yeah, that's and like Corey a th- Grant. three-headed monster. Four, yeah, four-headed monster. There were the four NFL running backs on that team. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was that's the quarterback. Nice. So it helps. Um, well, no. There and, were four and, NFL running backs yeah. on that team. One of them redshirted. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, he's one of the most fun players to ever watch play at all. You've got him ranked seventh? Yeah. Come on, Chief. I think that's fair. Behind Brandon Cox. Man. Brandon Cox is the winningest quarterback in Auburn history. Take I, will that, take that. I will stand up for Cox. Uh, I, I love Cox. Winning his quarterback. Take that up, times. Lydia. All right. Well, number two. Lydia well, tied like for tied for second. Two people here. Yeah. And I, come on, guys. You think you're taking it a little far with Jason Campbell? No. I don't he, think not, I am. Putting him at three, sure. He's not better than He's better than Oh, well. Pat Sullivan won Heisman, guys. Come on. Yeah, but in a different era. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. It does is, matter a little bit. Is George Mikan one of the top five centers in the history of the NBA? No. <laughs> Was he very dominant? Yes. Could he have made the We're not JV talking about the Heisman in the 1940s. I mean, this is this was in the 70s. 1972. Barely the 70s. 1972. Right? 70, no. 71? Fact check that. What year did what year Matt <laughs> Sullivan Heisman Trophy? He also Anyways, had the uh, probably one of the best wide receiver. The best wide receiver. We'll get there of that era, maybe in the, yeah. the SEC has ever seen in that era. Yeah, yeah. Matt Sullivan won the Heisman. So, so here's the thing with Jason Campbell is, what is his legacy at Auburn? I mean, he, so yes, he led. No, he led the 2014, 1971. But if, you're, but if you're going to tell me that Nick Marshall had... I was because that's um, when the Bama run started. Yeah. Be if you're going to tell me that Nick Marshall had NFL running backs and is in a perfect system, Jason okay. Campbell had two top five picks. So so he did have that. He had the, the number one defense in the, the country. The thing that Jason Campbell didn't have uh, was the same uh, coordinator for any like more than one year, his entire career. His entire career. Yeah. Uh, it did not work out well for him. Um, no, the, the backfield helped Jason Campbell out greatly. Jason Campbell's just a more better pure quarterback than Nick Marshall is. Like, there's no arguments. About but here, it. there's no way to. But, but you're ignoring the everything Nick Marshall did on the ground, and that is part of being a quarterback. I, I know, but it's he's still a better quarterback. Like, if you want to say, if you want to look at quarterbacks, Nick Marshall, like Jason Campbell, played in the NFL for years and was a actual quarterback at the next level. Nick Marshall can't do it because he's not a quarterback. All right. Pat Sullivan's Heisman year. Okay. Yeah. His Heisman season, 1971, he threw for 2,012 yards and 20 touchdowns and won the Heisman. Yeah. Jason Campbell's 2014 season. How many games? I don't know. They were nine and one, so in 10 games. 10 games. Jason Campbell in 2004 in... He threw for, and that doesn't include bowl stats for right. Pat Sullivan. But you know who wasn't on that 1972 schedule? 71. Huh? 70, 71 schedule. 71 schedule, sorry. Any FCS teams? Sure. Sure. 
Jason, Jason cupcakes in the seventies. Jason threw for twenty-seven. He played eight games. Right, he played the SEC. Jason played more games, threw for twenty-seven hundred yards and twenty touchdowns. The same number of touchdowns. So, that, so our and, results actually kind of line up. And here's the situation. <laughs> no, for totals, yeah. Jason Kimball, not 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 even in New York. Yeah, this was, it, it was it was BS. Um, well, I don't know. None I mean, of our guys were in New yeah, York. Yeah, but that I don't know. If you were going to say who's going to win the highest on that Auburn team, it wasn't Campbell. Oh, was, was he had a really good year. It was Ronnie or Carnell. Like, all three of our guys could have been in New York. Yeah. All right, number he, one, uh, I think He went up from 10 touchdowns in 03 to 20 in 04, oh. 11 in 2002, 20 in 04, and only well, that's, seven that's interceptions. Because for some stupid reason, they kept playing Daniel Cobb in front of him in 02. Yeah, his quarterback rating was a 172. That can't be right. That's way too high. Passing efficiency rating. His passing efficiency rating was a 172. That is crazy. Number one on the list, I think, is pretty obvious here. Yeah. Unless you're Josh Dubb. Because he's the best all-around quarterback that's ever played. Josh Dubb not making Cam Newton number one is bonkers. That's pretty wild. Nick Marshall's quarterback rating? 2013, you want to know what it was? Probably not a size. Just oh, 143. Oh, that's pretty high. How many uh, yards did you rush for? Well, I'm looking at passing statistics. He is a quarterback, after all. Yeah. And, and he threw for 1,976 yards. Hang on, are, are, are you not times. a proponent of Joey Gatewood? I am. He runs the ball. He ran for 1,000 yards. All right. So his total yards. But he know. threw one less interception than Jason Campbell uh-huh. on and how many less? Six few touchdowns. Uh-huh. What? Six few touchdowns, one less pick, worst quarterback rating, worst attempt, yards per attempt, worst attempted yards per attempt. And let's let's be clear, this is Jason Campbell's senior year, year versus Nick Marshall's first year as a college quarterback. Wow. Campbell's yards mm-hmm. first year as a Jason Campbell threw for ten yeah. yards per attempt. Yeah, dude. In 04. Ten an attempt is bonkers. Especially for Auburn. We should have thrown it every play in 04. I, what I would... Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown. Yeah, I couldn't. Nick threw for 8.3 yards per attempt. I mean, that's good. Which is really that's good. That's really good. That's really, really good. Let's keep moving on to the position here okay. because we'll be here all night. Um, let's circle back because I think we're going to stick on running back. I mean, can we talk about, though, that Cam Newton is the greatest player? Cam Newton is, yes, he is play. the best player. Cam I mean, Newton threw for 10 yards per attempt yeah. in 2010. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he has the best career because he only played one year. Yeah, he only played one year. Tim Tebow has the best career college career. Sure, but I think Cam's a better, Cam's better player. You realize that Cam had more yards, more yards per attempt, more it's touchdowns, and fewer interceptions than Jason Campbell in his in 04. Because and Cam Pat's was a video game. Yeah. Well, he, he threw for 30 touchdown passes. And ran for 20. He ran, ran for as many touchdowns as Jason Campbell threw. Yeah. That's crazy. He also caught a touchdown pass. That's true. He punted sure. once as well for 22 yards. That's right. Let's go to defensive backs. Okay. Let's, let's flip this over to the defensive oh, side. Oh, DBs. All right. Um, like I said, we're going to want to finish up at running back. We've had a lot of DBs. Uh, this was another almost unanimous selection. Oh, sorry. I was starting at 10. Um, we'll go through this a little quicker. Okay. How about this? I'll read this off, and then we'll talk about it. Sure. Where are we at? DBs? Yeah. DBs. Number 10, Mike Fuller. Number 9, Chris Davis. Number 8, David Langer. Number 7, Chris Schelling. Uh, tied for fifth, we have Junior Rosegreen and Carlton Davis. Number four, Buddy McClinton. Number three, Brian Robertson, Robinson. 
Number two, Tucker Fredrickson, and number one, Carlos Rogers. I can't help but notice there's no Dr. Rob Pate or uh, Will Herring on this list. Will Herring was a linebacker. No, he was not. Well, I guess that's he true. Was he was his last year. He was a linebacker his last year. Yeah, he was a safety, and then he moved to linebacker because he, he more or less that's, he knew yeah. that was his position at the yeah. next level. And he's pretty good at linebacker. He was the last Auburn linebacker to be drafted into the NFL draft until Deshaun he, Davis. He's the last white defensive back we've had, white yeah. guy. Like, you don't see that much anymore. Uh, uh, Robert Muschamp. Oh, yeah. Bobby Musch. <laughs> oh, uh, and... Uh, Van Gorder. Van He's Gorder. Too, yeah. Van Gorder. I think I forgot about Wayne Gorder. Uh, I think I put and, Will uh, on this list above maybe even Carlton Davis. I like Carlton Davis, but Will had a better career. Carlton Wait, Davis no, Will, was... Will was great. Well, here, here's, the, here's the thing that's difficult yeah, to judge. Better than Chris Davis, too. Yeah. This Chris Davis gets the kick-sick bump. He does. Of course he does. And I, I totally take the kick six. Well, we all put David Langer on here, too. He's on that list because of Punt Bama Punt. Yeah. I didn't put I mean, him special teams. I didn't put he, him on He there. wasn't on mine. Okay. Well, he was on mine. You, won't find, like you won't find me overrating older players. You won't find me. Oh, couldn't be me <laughs> taking one play and making an extrapolate <laughs> no, into a career. I, um, <laughs> in fact, Chris Davis gets the uh, horrible coverage at the end of the national championship game down bump from, from your, your boy sure. Chief over here. He didn't make my list because of the, I don't I don't think Chris don't Davis think was the greatest DB that we ever had. No, I well, that's why he's number nine on the list. I don't think I don't even know if he's top ten. Yeah, I didn't get this. So far here's ranking. What I, I was trying to say is well. the difficult part of ranking defensive backs. Yeah, is that they're they're kind of like umpires in baseball. Yeah, if you notice them, it's because <laughs> yeah. they're doing a bad job. Yeah. Unless they're Carlos Rogers. Unless they're Carlos Rogers. I would have put Nico Thorpe on here. A lot of people hate Nico Thorpe. I like Nico Thorpe. I like yeah. Stephen Roberts. He's a lot too. I, I had Stephen Roberts on my list. We have a lot of guys. I, I, I had him and Rudy I, Ford both because they were tackling machines. Rudy Ford was a tackling. What's machine. wild about Rudy Ford is he got moved to safety, uh, like middle of his career. He was a running back. Yeah, his freshman year, That's running wild. back. And then he was a safety. Then he was a corner. Then he was a safety. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Carlos Rogers I, was definitive. Is definitively. I couldn't believe no one yeah, else had Gerard Powers on this on their list. Yeah, I was the only one that put him on there. I I didn't again. I didn't yeah, rank you, this, but I would have had did, Gerard. Did you get so to it at all? I didn't get to it. Okay. So Carlos Rogers won the yeah, Thor Awards. Carlos Rogers he, is clearly the best. Right. He, he was. This was again. Was this a unanimous selection? Gerard Powers been in the NFL for a long time. I think he's just yeah. now out. Yeah, Gerard was really really good, and I was the only one that put him on the list. I could not. Yeah. Believe so him. Carlos was he was a unanimous number one selection. Um, a lot of Tucker Ferguson's on there. Um, yeah, that, that was something we were told. I think by, James uh, Jones, swayed James and, everyone uh, and Drew Mack. Well, he, he played both sides of the ball. Right. So. Did he win a Thorpe Award? No, he didn't. Okay. No. He, uh, I want to say he was like Heisman, like number six in the Heisman voting that year. Yeah, though. something like that. He again, back in like the yeah. 50s, I think. But um, Again, I don't count any football before integration, but that's just... Buddy McClinton. <laughs> okay, so Buddy McClinton's a name a lot of people don't know. The reason he's on this list at number four... He is the career interceptions leader for Auburn. Okay. To just take a guess, if you don't know, how many career interceptions is the top of the list for Auburn? 75. Was it like 20? Not receptions, interceptions. Uh, it was like 25? It was 18. Okay. The next guy on the list has like 13. Who's that? I couldn't tell you. Oh, eight, eight, 18 interceptions. Oh, there's there was no though. Jonathan Wilhite. There was only one other person that had Pat Lee. Well, okay, here's the thing. If you're we got playing all of these guys in their prime at the same time on the same field, yeah, a lot of the guys that are playing in the last 10 years are going to be the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just, because I think, there's better training, there's better nutrition. Right. I mean, it's just not even – it's not fair. Yeah. I, here's the thing about Carlos Rogers. Compare to how they were. Carlos Rogers in 04 could play in yeah. 2019. Yeah. So but he wouldn't win the fourth quarter on the field. Oh, man, I don't know. He started in the SEC, but I don't know if he's the best player in the country. That joker – was a problem. 
And the, the reason why his he, entire career, too. The reason why yeah. he doesn't have 18 interceptions is because people back in the old days were stupid. <laughs> and they just kept throwing to the same dummy because it was their yeah. best receiver. Yeah. Right? Whereas Carlos Rogers. Okay, we're just not going to throw to his side of the field today. Yeah. It's basically the way off. And, that's, and that's why Carlton Davis is on the, the list for me is because nobody threw to him. He's Carlton now. Davis yeah. was a great player. Yeah, I avoided Carlton Davis, and not because I don't think he's great. I think he was really great. It, it just felt too soon to put him on my list. I, I, I know that sounds weird. but he's, uh, he's been gone from Auburn for a year. Too, yeah. It just... It, I felt uh, like my recent. I can't wait to put Noah Igbenogany on this yeah. list next year. <laughs> oh, you know who I left off? I'm going to... I got some words when we get to DL. All right. Anyway. Uh, where do we want to go next? Uh, uh, let's go uh, running back. That's the one everybody wants to hear about, right? <sighs> we got to save that one. All right. Defense okay. alignment. Defense number, alignment. Number, we had three tied for eight. Ron Stallworth, Antonio Coleman. Antonio I feel like Coleman. people were... Uh, let's, let's, okay. read, let's read the room first. Antonio Coleman and Derek Brown are all tied for eighth place. Uh, D. Brown. Only guy I think who's currently playing yeah, on, this on, on this entire list. Yep. Number seven, Gerald Robertson. Number six, Demarco McNeil. Number Great five, Sin Derek Marks. Mm-hmm. Four, oh, D. Man. Ford. The number three, Quentin Groves. Rest in peace, baby. Number two, Nick Fairley. Number one, Tracy the Rock Rocker. Yeah. Again, Tracy Rocker. We're all going off of winning national awards gets you number one. I, I think if you've got your picture in the stadium, right, but you're probably top two. <laughs> did, fairly, did fairly not win uh fairly also won yeah, the album. Yeah, he did. Okay. Because I, I think, I think, what, hurts, both won the I think what hurts Nick Fairley is he only really had the one full year. Right. He was there Sorry. he was there in two thousand nine, but he wasn't a yeah. breakout talent. No, he needed he needed the trooper Taylor Tiles. Uh, he just needed <laughs> to egg yeah, him on. Yeah, that's it. The Quentin Groves uh, the all-time sack leader for Auburn, yeah. and could flat out play Dude, and run so, support. Too. I love he's that one of those guy. guys that I noticed at like twelve. I was like, oh, he's really, really good. Yeah, he, yeah. he was my he was my favorite player from that era, the the post two thousand four era at all. Super right. nice too. Yes, yeah, very well. nice guy. Ron Stallworth, Antonio Coleman, and Derek Brown. Tied. I don't I don't know how I feel like Hot Carter gets the bump for the punch out. In the he's not on that. You're talking about Antonio Carter. Oh, yeah, Antonio right. Coleman oh, yeah. is like right. second or third in career sacks for yeah, Auburn. Yeah. I think he's. If I initially thought it was Antoine Carter. I was like Antoine yeah. Hotboy Carter. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does have a great play. Yeah, that's that's um, what I kept thinking. Yeah, I forgot all about Antonio Coleman. Yeah, but and he did it in kind of the the missing years, like yeah. 2008, 2009, when yeah. really doing much. But he was extremely productive. He could play. Uh, Derek Brown, like we said, he's just all around. He's the leader of the team. I didn't, I didn't put him on my list simply because he does play, but he right. probably belongs on the list. And he's so. going to be one of those guys that's kind of like DBs. He's a defensive tackle. He's yeah. not going to fill a stat sheet. Yeah. So, well, you on the stat sheets like three tackles. And right. Like yeah. I mean, if he, if he gets if he gets to like eight or nine <laughs> sacks in the year, yeah. that's amazing for a defensive yeah. tackle. You know, it's wild, is it? Carl Lawson absent from this list completely. Yeah. One of the most talented guys I've seen play on the defensive line, but he just he couldn't stay on the field. And it killed me. It's true. Because like, I, I always wanted him to be so good. And he's, yeah. he's doing great in the NFL. Yeah, because he is an amazing player. Yeah. I, I think the way we... Derek Brown is what we would have wanted from him, although he was a... It's what we wanted out of Montreal's Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, right. and again, all the talent in the world. And he actually stayed on the field. Byron Coward. No, let's not go there. Montrevious Atkinson. Mantrevious Atkinson. Yeah, Because Not the same as Montrevious Atkinson, yeah. the linebacker. No. Uh, uh, 
D Ford, D Ford, another just awesome sack master. I love D Ford on the twenty thirteen team. Can play also, his piano. He also, you ran down Johnny Manziel, and that's pretty. A really good <laughs> surveyor in Kent, in the United Kingdom. Oh yeah, yeah. she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. She does dog shows too. Guys, all right. So tell me, I don't know much about these two guys, Demarco McNeil and Gerald Robinson. Are they mid two thousand guys? Uh, no, it was early two thousand. Demarco McNeil uh, was. Uh, Is he a tackle? Yes. Was he on the cover? With Dansby that year, or no, was that Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, but he played with those guys. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and uh, just a beast. I mean, just a total just a beast. monster. Um, Demarco McNeil, Auburn stats. Boom, 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 boom. I think boom. it's funny. Uh, I put Reggie Torber on my list, and then he's I a saw linebacker, him. isn't he? No, he's a linebacker in the NFL. He was a defensive. He See, was a defensive I, I've, end I've seen for this. Auburn. I've seen this. Where some people list him as an end, some people list him as a linebacker, and I he's a asked around. I kind of got the sense that he would be a buck in today's defense. Reggie yeah. Torborg could play. Demarco McNeil, uh, unfortunately, SportsReference.com doesn't have sack. Yeah, numbers, they don't have old defensive numbers, which is but they have his interception numbers. Yeah, and he had three picks, one a year in his three yeah. years. So as a defensive tackle, as a defensive line, impressive. Yeah, that is nuts. Uh, Gerald Robinson. What do you guys know? I don't know that is. I don't, I don't know much about Gerald Robinson. He must have been an older I, I player. Played, than, uh, I think he's on the 88 team. I think uh, James and Drew Mack propped that one up. He's on the 88 team. Uh, you want to finish with the linebackers? Yeah. We didn't All talk right. about Sin. Yeah, Sin Derek Okay, Mars. yeah. This is a great. Miami's finest. Love that guy. He he was uh, a beast. I, him and he he sort of followed up Pat Sims here. Pat right. Sims was really great. He was on my list. Um Pat Sims left for the NFL. I early. love Pat so Sims. So did Sin, right? Didn't Sin Derek well, yeah. year early? Played for um, the he played for the Jags forever. Jags for and now he's with Quinn Groves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now he is he's just he's just went somewhere else and I can't remember where it is. Yeah. You know he, that uh, DeMarco McNeil is a, an analyst for South Carolina? Really? Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. It is pretty cool. Linebackers? Yeah, let's do linebackers. All right, number wait, 10. Wait, again, yeah. did you know Cindric Marks was discovered by, by the basketball coaches? Oh, yeah. Because he was playing basketball at Viger and, like, dominating, and they called the football <laughs> coach and said, hey, he's a freak. This is what I was told. You can go down there and check out this giant. Because he's, like, 6'9 and, like, 400 pounds. Cindric Marks could anything. Like, athletic, not a fat fool. This might be not. also apocryphal and completely wrong, but I was told he could do a standing backflip. I think I every know. big guy, every generation has had one big guy that can say that. He is, I, I don't know if it's true or not because for uh, for me it was uh, Ladarius Phillips, mm-hmm. be like a three hundred pound fullback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Ladarius Phillips. Yeah. R.I.P. Great high school yeah. tape. Um, <laughs> All right, nerd. That's um, one of the last ones I remember. <laughs> so, li- so so I think what we are we're, since we're going to linebackers, I think what yeah. we're discovering is we have a overabundance of defensive talent to pick from. Um, yes, there's Lion- a few of these positions, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we were kind of wide receiver. Is like wide right, receiver uh, is like who? Yeah, linebacker for me was done for one of them. It kind of stinks. <laughs> linebacker for me was the toughest to rank because I had like 13, 14, 15 well, guys. It, I'm like, oh, they should be on the list. It's really hard. Um, go go um, ahead. So yeah, I'll read us through. Uh, number 10, Kurt Crane. Number 9, T. Will. Number 8, Josh Bynes. Number 7, Dontarius Thomas. Uh, tied for 5th, Quentin Riggins and Kevin Green. Number 4, Andre Bruce. Number 3, Freddie Smith. Number 2, Takeo Spikes. And number one, Carlos Dansby. I'm saying Andre Bruce, the number one overall number pick. Number one yes, overall number pick. One, you know that Auburn has had, uh, uh, there are only two teams with more number one overall picks than Auburn. Is it like Notre Dame and Ohio State or something? Uh, Notre Dame and USC. Miami. Yeah, I think USC. Yeah. It's Notre Dame. It's not Alabama. Yeah. Uh, 
And we have five. Andre Bruce was a kind of a bust, though. But I mean, he's, he did he stick played, around in the NFL for a while. like three years. Six, six years, I think. Oh, okay. Played with the Falcons for a while. But he was a actually. linebacker? I thought he was like a defensive tackle. No, he's a linebacker. Okay. That's um, wild to be the number one overall pick. At yeah, this, there's there's kind of a variety of, of guys was, in here. Yeah. Um, Takiyo and Dansby got all the first place votes. Yeah, so that was really hard. I think Carlos Dansby uh, is our best linebacker. Right. Takiyo gets but Takeo, number one votes because he's still an Auburn celebrity. God, he's, a, he's so awesome. And he could flat out play. He, and he's the first uh, first ever football defender that I ever I knew his name. Knew what he looked like. I knew what he looked yeah. like. I, I loved watching him play. He, he brought he, this intensity. He, he, was, he has a great name. Like the, the best of names. Creepy Didi makes my list because he has awesome. <laughs> he made my list. Uh, and he was a good player. But, um, and he was a super nice guy. I, I am just now realizing I left Jeff, uh, Jake Holland off my list. And he's just on there because he did stop Aaron Murray. Yeah, uh, he sure did. Yeah, the one play bump. You yeah, gave him the, that yeah, bump. Yeah, he gets the one play bump. Um, and I just think he just deserves all the credit in the world because they didn't give him credit on the field. Nobody me. liked you. One of the guys. few people, one of the few Auburn players that has been booed in Jordan Harris Stadium. Yeah, I yeah, much that. maligned. And I, I hate, I hate anyone that boos our own player. I dislike that Jay Collin got as much hate as he did yeah. from the Auburn fan base. Yeah. Well, I just think I just don't think he was good enough to be Auburn's middle linebacker. I just well, don't. I don't yeah. think. I, I think that's the problem. And we had such a long line leading up to him of great middle linebackers, right. including and, Josh Bynes, including Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes, who like he was a pretty good linebacker. I mean, I remember he was like a pretty good linebacker at Auburn. It was one of those guys that he played every snap in that 2009 ball game yeah. with Western. He, and, and then he, he went to the NFL, and he was like, he's been amazing for a decade yeah. now. Yeah, he, well, played, he's in the NFL. he was on 2010, too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, was, yeah. he was the vocal he, leader. He was a, a, a big-time leader um, on that team. But and, he wasn't a, a super a, high draft pick. A very humble he didn't dude. Get a bunch no, because his 40 time was like right. So yeah, but he's, he's, he's one of the smartest linebackers I've ever, yeah, ever yeah. remember seeing play. He, he's a very humble dude. Yeah. Uh, just... Just I love Josh Bynes and I always will. Dontarius Thomas at seven seems about right. I love DT. It was again the being of my Auburn consciousness was the O three ESPN yeah. cover story with him and Carlos Dansby. Yeah. And I remember being like, all right, Carlos Dansby well, seems like the athlete and look, Thomas seems like the brain. All you have to do is look at this list and you're like, Oh, two of these guys are on the same team. The same team. <laughs> and that team lost Three games Ugh. to start the year, which just didn't make. Which any tells sense. you maybe why people wanted to run Tommy Tucker yeah. out of town at that time. So at number five, so we had two guys tied at fifth: Kevin Green, NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, and uh, Quentin he, he Green. Got, he, look, Kevin Green. Green was only at Auburn for a year. Kevin Green was. I believe that's wow. the case. No, he was a walk-on, and then oh, so he was only a scholarship yeah, player for yeah. a year. Um, Sorry, he. Uh, He's on this list because none of us were alive to see him play. He was an NFL Hall of Famer. That's um, good enough. Yeah, he's I don't an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, he has the, the greatest hair. Oh yeah, any living yeah. man. Um, they list him as a defensive lineman in, at Auburn ish, but I'm sure it was more of a buck. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, he was a Quentin, walk on in 1984. He won the oh, Zeke Smith. So Award. I was alive. He was the defensive player of the year in 1984 for Auburn. The Zeke Smith Award, yeah. That was a lot. Uh, so, and then Quentin Riggins, you know, he's still one of those guys that's around. He, the he gets the uh, all broadcast. radio broadcast bump from, yeah. from your boy Chief over here. Him and Stan White, yeah. Um, but Q, he's no longer on the broadcast. Um, I he, didn't know. He hasn't been for like three years now. 
Ronnie. I guess that's the problem with me living in Auburn. Is yeah. Ronnie, 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 Ronnie Brown took his I place. didn't realize that. Okay. Um, I understand now. And uh, because he, that was always his side job. He uh, works for, I think, a financial firm or bank in uh, Montgomery, I think. Real quick, Kevin Green had a stint in the WWE as well. Or does that, sorry, the WCW and then the WWE. That makes sense. Um, in 97, he teamed with Roddy Piper and Ric Flair to take on the NWO. That's amazing. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Oh, Sticks, I remember that. And they won Slamboree. Okay, hang on. i got to re-rank this. He's number one. Yeah, it's number right. one. He's he the best. He wrestled with Ric Flair. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he teamed up with Bill Goldberg against the NWO Black and White. It's an SEC special there. Yeah, yeah. the drag with, uh, with uh, our guy. He left wrestling with NFL teams... Began requiring a no wrestling clause in his contract. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and he he had the finishing move of the power slam. His signature move were diving forearm smash, figure four leg lock, and the scoop Look, slam. Kevin Green and the President of the United States, both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. sorry, he was only in WCW, yes. not yes. just WCW. <laughs> All right, offensive line. Uh, I mean, did we talk about this enough? I don't even know who Freddie Smith or Kirk. Oh, sorry, Fred, to be honest. Weird, with you. Uh, yeah, Freddie Smith. He's Auburn's all-time tackle leader, and if you look at the okay. top ten like, individual seasons mm-hmm. for tackles, all four of his years at Auburn are on that list. Oh, whoa. Okay, he's, Tra- he's, Travis is criminally low. William T. Will is criminally low on this list. Yeah. I think. No. Yeah. Okay. okay let anyway. me see the. Tackle. All right, we can move it on. I know we were, we're <laughs> where are we at wide receivers. Uh, let's do offensive line real quick because honestly we oh, don't have much to I, say there. I did want to go back to DL real quick. Uh, we didn't talk about Stump, who was my number two, Josh Thompson. Oh man, what a great, <laughs> great guy. He was uh, a nose nose tackle. It was awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Offensive line uh, right, number ten. All right, Reese Mukes. Number nine, Ed King. Number eight, Victor Riley. Reese is way too. Number seven, Lee Zimba. Number six, Zeke Smith. Number five, Wayne Gandy. Number four, Greg Robinson. Number three, Ben Tamburello. Number two, Steve Wallace. And number one, Marcus McNeil. I think Reese Dismukes is too low. I think King Dunlap not being on this is crazy. Reese Dismukes was uh, played out of position his freshman year and was an all-SEC freshman first-team guy. So uh, I think Ryan Pugh should be on this list. Ryan Pugh is, is also awesome. Uh, yeah, Actually, I'll, King Dunlap I had, might be left off. That's okay. Well, and yeah, King, 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 King. Ben Grubbs isn't on this list. Yeah, I had him on mine. Ben, ben, Grub, ben, ben yeah. Grubbs is on mine. Um, We've got a bunch of dudes that nobody in our group ever saw play on this so, list, and that kind of bothers me. The only got a bunch of dudes whose dads <laughs> told them yeah. so and so was good. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke Smith's going to be on everybody's list. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. But uh, Wayne Gandy, uh, I, I remember his name. Being in the ether around Auburn from my early. We days. don't have the guy. So. What's the guy who played for the played for the the Steelers for like a hundred years? Um, from Auburn, Mike Colon? No, he just got out of the league a couple of years no. ago. Um, Marcus McNeil, though. I mean, it, it, yeah. Honestly, this he's guy, what Greg Robinson would have been if Greg Robinson stayed the, for several years. The, the more I think about this. <laughs> The more I understand, Kendall Simmons. Yeah, Kendall, Kendall Simmons, Simmons has got to be top five on this yeah, list. Yeah, I can't believe Kendall I Simmons never. I didn't put him on there. He's got diabetes. We're with juvenile diabetes, just like me. Just got nah, this is a guy. joke. This whole list is taken off. Is yeah. now discredited. And all hey, Crew, let me let me ask you something. Did you vote for a top ten offensive lineman? No, I didn't. Okay, I, so I messed I up with Kendall Simmons on mine either. But, um, See, I, the the reason some of these lists are skewed to the older guys is uh, James and uh, Drew Mack voted for every position. No, yeah. I didn't vote Kendall Simmons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. He is a multiple-time Super Bowl champion. Pro bowler, I believe. Uh, First-round draft pick. 
and an Auburn man. But Greg Robinson, he's so we're talking about guys that we've seen play. He's the best offensive lineman I have watched. Yeah. And not that he was a perfect offensive lineman, but just like Nick Marshall, just like Trey Mason, perfect for that offense. Yeah. I, he I, could I, mow people over at left tackle. I, I think um yeah. No, Greg Greg was really There's good. He, he made my list. Number two often or number two NFL draft pick. Yeah. Um he hasn't it hasn't quite worked out that well. Yeah, he's he's actually. still sticking around in the league, which is, you know, yeah, props for that. He, I think he went too early. Well, we have a lot of guys. Lee Zemba and Rich Dismuse didn't make it at the next level. Right. But they're, I mean, anybody Auburn with a brain have an, an inverse relationship of uh, like how Auburn fans remember them at Auburn yeah. versus NFL production. Yeah. Because like well, like, Zimba Grubbs was like he was fine. He didn't make our list, but he's one of the best <laughs> NFL yeah. linemen, or not one of the best, but. Yeah, well, Zimba, I think, probably could have made it. He just ended up running into injury right. issues. And then yeah, but in bad time. Because he was a four-year starter at Auburn, yeah. finished the 2010 team. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. gets a lot of credit I, for that. I think uh, the more I think about it, looking at this list, and the more I've seen these all these players that were on the 04 team that were also on the 03 team, I now start to think back and maybe think some people, it might have been the right move to try to run Tommy Tuberville out of town at the <laughs> yeah. time. Because we vastly underperformed. I mean, Mark, uh, we're going to get to running backs here later. Um, there's several guys on that list that were in the yep. backfield. Our number uh, two quarterback was on that team. Um, our, our best offensive lineman, according to us, ever was on that team. I mean, it's it's uh, it starts to become a little ridiculous that uh, that 03 team lost the games that they did. That's why we got what we got in 2004. Yeah, it is. All right, wide receiver time. Yeah, uh, this was well, guys. I just can't give up for Kendall Simmons. Not <laughs> I know. I, I I'm mad at myself for not voting for Kendall. Simmons. He's now one of the offensive line coaches at Auburn, Is and he? he's got a great yeah. He's an Auburn offensive off, 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 analyst. analyst okay. Yeah, he's line. been living in Auburn. Going to be for a years. part of Gus Malzahn's coaching tree. He, then, he lived like. in Auburn when he was playing for the Steelers. He's got type one diabetes. Yeah, he's a big advocate he, for juvenile diabetes, and he has an incredible Twitter account. Yeah, he's great. He's a good guy. He's a nice, nice dude too. He if you probably know. listens to this podcast. I, I, he might at Big K seventy three. You're more than welcome to come on and just tell everybody who didn't vote for you. Actually, including you know I didn't vote for anybody. The next time I see him, um, I, I know he does fundraisers for uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Invite him on the pod. So we should bring him on the pod and let him talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk about why he's the number one offensive yeah. lineman in Auburn. He should. No, he he literally should probably be top five. He was great at Auburn. I, so I don't know why none of us. They don't just give guys first round draft picks at guard. I, I, I well, you kind of used to. Used to. <laughs> I don't know guard. Uh, uh, yeah, wide receiver. I think this one was kind of tough. This one was tough because there was like there's a very clear top tier. Yeah, and then there was a lot of like, oh, that guy was pretty good, but he didn't produce. I'm uh, uh, so super surprised about one of the names. On number there. ten, uh, Nate Craig Myers. <laughs> Wait, no, Cal Davis. Number ten, Ronnie Daniels. Oh, number could've. nine, there's a, Auburn may have been have we could have made a top ten what could have been list yeah. uh, guys. No, oh, yeah, Trevon Reed. No, number nine, Karsten Bailey. Number, number eight, t- Sammy Coates. You skipped number ten. I said Ronnie Daniels. Didn't? Well, uh, you guys were talking over me. I said <laughs> Ronnie Daniels. <laughs> number eight, Sammy Coates. Tied for six, Emery Blake and Ben Obamanu. Number five, Ryan Davis. Four, Darvin Adams. Three, Frank Sanders. Two, Courtney Taylor. One, Terry Beasley. Again, there was a team that had two of those dudes. Yeah. In 03. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And Devin Ramachadu is not even on here. Yeah. He probably should be. Anthony Mix could have been on there. Anthony he's, Mix. He's one of those guys that. Nobody put Mix. Was, I didn't put Mix either because he was 
the fourth best. Yeah. Wide well, on a team Rama that could have gone four yeah. wide. Yeah. Aramish Adu was like the fifth best offensive option on that yeah. team. So that's why yeah. you probably, his numbers uh, don't. Right. The 3 offense is probably the biggest, like, yeah. you know, Throw your um, brain in the lake. I, I, Nerd or James or Drew will have to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think I don't think Courtney Taylor was. I think of all the wide receivers on that team coming out of high school, he was the lowest rated. He was right. a quarterback out of high school. Yeah, so, but and, he was and, he was the first Auburn jersey that I bought. And, and so I think I, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I think Courtney Taylor gets a a bump here for the touchdown in the yeah. uh, uh, LSU game in 2004. I, I think he's getting a bump on He kind of became like the offense's best weapon yeah. or like yeah. favorite weapon because of that play too. He kind of all, that, that play kind of made him and, like, all right. Well, and we'll then when everybody after. left in 2005, he was the guy that was yeah. doing Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the thing is he, he kind of became the leader of that offense. Yeah, after, after those guys moved on. Yeah. Yeah. And then he played for the Seahawks. Yeah. Wait, did he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he played. He and Albamanu, and yeah. I think Rumshu did too. They all Herring, played for yeah. the Seahawks. I didn't know. So Will Herring. I forgot. Yeah, yeah Will Herring was there. Um, Terry Beasley, number one. He's got to be your number one. Just uh, yeah. Again, his number's retired. He's named on the stadium. And his numbers he probably should have won. He, he should have won the Heisman. Yeah. No. <laughs> his receiving numbers in 1970 for adjusted for. They basically for, match Pat Sullivan's Well, and if you look yeah. at, like, I don't know if they do adjusted for era numbers in college football. Josh Dubb, let us know. Uh, his adjusted for era numbers would be bonkers because well, they didn't throw the ball that much in the seventies, and this dude's putting up video game receivers. And, and talk about a guy that just put his body on the line. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's unfortunately he's paying, paying for it now. the big time yeah. price. This, this Terry Beasley uh, is my uncle's favorite player uh, uh, of all time. Um, my, my uncle, which is now an Alabama fan somehow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Terry Beasley he was switched over. Uh, it's a long story. He's got a congregation with some big time. He's a ah. pastor, big time donors that uh, are Georgia and Alabama fans, and they take him. Bag men getting into church. Yep. So they they're bag men their way into heaven by getting him. Mm. Yeah, Alabama fans. You know that he played for the 49ers? Terry Beasley. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, played for three years, and injuries forced his retirement. So. Um, some of these guys, are, Ronnie Daniels and Carson Bailey are two of the. Uh, Carson Bailey's maybe the first wide receiver that I actually remember, or Frank Sanders. He put up ridiculous catch numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Ronnie Daniels was a bright spot on some really god awful teams. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he was on this list, not because of his play. I don't remember his play, but looking at the years he was here, I was like, yeah, those are the years we had no quarterbacks. Uh, or we had like eight quarterbacks. All we did was throw. Right, because we had no running backs. Right. <laughs> and Ronnie caught a lot of balls from these guys yeah. that were not great. Ben Leard threw a lot of balls uh, his way. I think Darwin yeah. Adams is right. underrated player. I had him at number I two. two. I did too. I had I, Darwin at number two. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, that's probably right. He's um, one of Auburn's. I think I had him at five. Technically, he's not a 1,000-yard receiver. He had 997 yards. Yeah. He's a 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. Only, I think, two people have done that for all. I'm the only guy that put uh, Terrell, Terrell Zachary on his list. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's, he was Zachary. considered, but I, yeah. let, me, let me put it this way. I had somebody that nobody else had on my list. I had Duke Williams. Yeah. yeah he, but, I mean, for a guy that's there for a year, we, you know, we have a couple of those on the list. He would he be on, one of the best talents I have seen play. Not that he had the production. He would be on the numbers. same list as, say, a Cal Davis for me. A, a, but, what could have been. But he had, he had, he had, he had more production year, though. Yeah. Cal Davis. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, I'm super surprised Emory Davis. Emory. 
Blake is on this list. It's Frank I, Sam- again, he's another production guy. He was around a long time, yeah, and he put up a ton of and yards. I, and I like Henry. I, I, I thought he was good, a good wide receiver. He benefited um, from the Chris Todd year where we oh, yeah. threw the ball a bunch, and, and Chris Todd broke the yardage numbers. Yeah, guys, we're dumb. You realize that Tim Carter, not on this list. Oh, I put him on my list. But please. He, he's also my MVP guy. Never saw play. So. Jarris McIntyre. Not on the list. Oh yeah. Sorry, Jarris. Coach McIntyre. Jarris McIntyre. Listener. I think. Unbelievable <laughs> that he was left off this list. I, like, well. I love Jarris McIntyre too. Um. Uh. But we do have a lot of wide receivers. I, I think there's the top few, and then there's that's, like everybody else right. in the middle. And that's why I didn't mind. McIntyre has to be as good as. Uh, Emory Blake, maybe. Sammy Coates. So that, that yeah, was I, that, I didn't have the reason before. Emory Blake made this list is because of the production. We don't have that many high production guys. As yeah. far as, as far as just yeah, pure no, numbers, I, 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 we have a lot of good talents that show up on this list. I left Sammy off of. Well, I may have put him low on mine um, because I never felt he was like frustrating. He, he was never frustrating. hit his potential. He, at he never hit his potential. But he, he also had the nastiest stiff arm I have ever oh, yeah. seen. Oh yeah, that <laughs> buddy. Uh, he could very well have been at the top of this list if he had played to his potential. Other guys for all four years, notably absent from this list for more recent years, Ricardo Lewis, yeah, and Darius Slayton, also an NFL draft. Yeah. Slayton, who we, we might him. have said was throwing games. <laughs> well, that's what Chief, yeah, your yeah. chief insinuated he was. <laughs> Whoa, uh, <laughs> that he was uh, uh, fixing. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo at number five here, right? Yeah, yeah, Ron Davis. Uh, no, Ryan Davis was not Ronaldo. Ryan Davis, Ronaldo was was Jared Stidham. Oh, sorry. Pretty yeah, Ryan Davis was uh, was uh, Harry Kane. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just good at scoring goals. All right, are we got on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Hang on. Yeah, we probably need to. Uh, La- last comment on wide receivers. Long. We've talked. Oh, about we probably we need to take a any... break. <laughs> How about that? We'll yeah. probably have to throw in one earlier. Break. And we're back. And we're coming oh. back. To a couple of fun ones on this, the longest podcast. Well, Ryan had a point show. to make here, I think. Yeah, one last point on wide receivers. We talked about not very many current guys on these lists. Yeah. One of the few current players that could make this list. Seth Williams. Seth Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we, I hate to say it, because we've talked about so many receivers the last four years that have right. been ridiculously talented and just didn't stick around. I think Seth Williams could do it. Also, Will Hastings. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> best double move we've ever seen. I'm really From quickly going to read... Josh Dubbs top ten Auburn stuff. Well, list. are we gonna do running backs at all? <sighs> yeah, we've been going an hour. I know we gotta. All right, gotta... running backs, real quick. I'm gonna read the top ten. You tell me if you have any problems with it. The yeah, problem we're, is the we're thing is, you probably won't. We're not just gonna blow through running backs. So this is yeah, this is yeah, position. That's yeah, our position. It's either this or linebacker. Where number ten, two. Joe Cribs. Number nine, Ben Tate. Yeah. Well. Number eight, Stephen Davis. Seven, Tucker Fragerson. Six, Trey Mason. Tie for fourth. James Brooks and Brent Fullwood. Who no one in our that picked these had ever seen play. Well, same with Tucker Fredericks. Hey, guess what? I never saw Bo Jackson play. Number three, Cardio Williams. Number two, Ronnie Brown. Number one, Bo Jackson. Now, Drew Mack's dad oh God, said he that. He was already out of the NFL by the time we were born. Too. Drew Mack's dad said that Tucker Fredrickson's the best running back in Auburn history, and I had to correct him and say, uh, Bo has like a statue in front of the stadium <laughs> and, and uh, stuff. So we do. I, I have been making fun of the the. the all the people that no one saw play on here, but I, I mean, I didn't see Bo play in, in college. Um, I, I have seen highlights, obviously. I mean, his he's right. A, as a kid, 
and Ryan, you didn't experience this at all. You, Bo was inescapable when I was a kid. He was a cartoon character, uh, literally, yeah. when I was a kid. Like, there, there was literally a cartoon. There were commercials everywhere. Bo was all over the place. And I, I remember the first time I saw him in Auburn, it was one of the... He didn't used to come back here a lot. Um, That's and, been a, like, since Gus has been here to Auburn, yeah. right? Um, but this would have been... Chiswick did it, too. Chiswick brought Gus back. But yeah, he started bringing some, some, some... Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I don't know if there was a, issues with Tubbs. I, I think part of it was is Bo was still just a young guy at the time, too. I think it's harder to come back. He was a um, businessman at that point. Yeah, and uh, but I remember the first time I saw him was here, and he was doing pregame radio before one of the games, and I, it was just like I'd seen the most famous person in the world. Um, I got, like... I, and I just saw him from afar. It was it was wild. Um, but it, as discussed earlier, if your picture's up in Jordan Hare, right. I'm pretty sure that you belong somewhere. Sad for the stadium gets yeah. you in the top three at yeah. least. Yeah. And being Bo Jackson. So if one. if Nick wins the national championship in 2013, um, Ooh, that's a big bump. Do you think he gets a statue somewhere? Uh, no, because I think are high school winners. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Charles Barkley didn't win. Well, he's the only basketball player with a statue. <laughs> no, answer your question. No, I did not think he does. Yeah, okay. Barkley's also the only guy in... Barkley, here's a hot take. Barkley's the more famous guy. Oh, Barkley's the only guy that has a statue at Auburn that is the top in the top 50 in his sport all yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Period. It's because well, we haven't built a statue of Frank Thomas yet. It's true. I'll, He's not a top 50 I'm baseball guys, player of all I time. I almost put Frank Thomas. Hall of Famer. I almost put Frank Thomas. Only in SEC my, Hall of Famer, in, by the in, way. In my football top 10, <laughs> just because. He's a Hall of Famer. He counts. Um, he is. One of the more like, debated picks on this player. list was Ben Tate. A lot of, we kind of talked about that one a lot in our group chat. Yeah. He's I, one of those guys that guys just did not like Ben Tate. I was, a, I was always a big fan of Ben Me Tate. Me too. I, I love him. He, he was the running back when I was like, Really knew what I was doing watching all the football. Yeah. Well, so I think that's why. So I think that's why Stephen Davis makes an appearance on this list. Is I, I think like me, there's a lot of guys on this list that he's the first guy that people remember. Like, he's extremely productive too. Yeah, that's he, so. You were talking about guys that I haven't seen play. If I saw them in the stat sheet multiple yeah. times, like in the top tens, they got on the list. Yeah, Rudy no, Johnson not on the list. I think he might have been like number twelve. Well, I think, uh, personally, I didn't put Rudy on there just because it was the one year. He yeah. was here the one year. He, he was a very valuable year. Like, he, we needed him. I mean, without him, we do not win yeah. a lot of any games that year, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Stephen Davis gets a bump because Johnson the, of the first played. game day game at Auburn ever? Was the maybe yeah game versus Thursday? Wyoming? Uh, Thursday night right? versus Wyoming. The, yeah, oh yeah, because Wyoming was not bad. And matter of fact, uh, Corso. It was not the first game day game because there there was a game. Um, the first one I can remember was a Florida game, and Corso picked Florida. Obviously. Corso picked Wyoming, and Auburn won like sixty-two to twelve or something. <laughs> like. It was and it was Rudy Johnson. So like Wyoming was a yards. fun game. Um, yeah, I don't remember Brent Fulbert or James Brooks. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the number two and three, though, I, I absolutely remember. Right. I actually had Trey Mason at number three. I love that, Ryan. And again, uh, no, I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, the, the one, the single best performance in a game I've ever seen. Yeah. 300 uh, that, yards in that, that Missouri game, championship game. Just absolutely single handedly destroyed Missouri. And the, and the craziest part was like, it, he didn't do it right at the beginning of the game. He didn't just like start exploding right off the bat. No, he ran it was for like, like 150 and then ran f- and well, over f- 
three and a half quarters, <laughs> and right. they ran for the other it buck seemed, fifty. <laughs> well, he had like a couple big plays in the first yeah. half, and then you in the second half it was like ten yards, fifteen yeah, yards, yeah. ten yards. Yeah. You started looking at the stat sheet. You know, oh, he's okay. He's over two hundred. We're gonna put these up on collegemagnolia.com. Yeah, we're gonna talk about these. If you disagree with any of these, you'll have plenty of time to go on and comment. I like that the real heads get one out, and Ronnie was ranked higher than Cadillac. I love both yep. of them like crazy, but Ronnie was one, always my favorite. Guy. One yeah. point ahead, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie uh, Brown and Ben Tate to me are very similar because these were old school running backs who could do big dudes that were also fast though. Yeah, and could do uh, everything. Yeah, Ben could catch the ball. Ronnie, Ronnie could catch could, the ball. Yeah. They could run. You could have them in a pass protection. Well, Ronnie could a quarterback. Yeah, Ronnie I think was Ronnie was a quarterback in high school some, too. So. Wouldn't have shocked me. Um, he would have very uh, small. Trey Smith school. on this list. I don't see him, unfortunately. I mean, he should. I should have put him on mine simply. For he gets me. a special teams bump, doesn't he? Uh, I think the 2003 Alabama game bump. Yes. That's the only reason anyone cares about him is that, like, he, he was like a cat with no lives. A, he was a god in 03 at the end of that, at the end of that Iron Bowl. And, and after the 06 Florida game. Yeah. Again, he was still there in 06, and he played in the 02 Iron Bowl, not the 03 Iron Bowl. Oh, right. Bowl. 02, 02 Iron, Iron Bowl. Bowl. He played in the 02 Iron Bowl, and then he also played in the 06 Florida game. This is a guy that was here forever and uh, couldn't get rid of him. Mr. And Football State of Florida out of high school. That's wild. That's some weird, wild stuff yeah. right there. Um, he could flat out fly, when, and he was a very shifty player. I like Trey Smith. Yeah, but, I think Auburn no, fans gave him a gave him a lot of the uh, a lot of grief they shouldn't have given. Well, him. Well, I I just I don't think he was that great, and he lived off that 2002 game up forever. And I'm like, why are why are we still I mean, why are we doing was, this with this? And then then 06 happened again, and I was like, and, and I was like, well, we're never oh, <laughs> this, this this guy's never going away. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Cody Burns. Uh, uh, the touchdown as a freshman. I'm going to take so people yeah. who never move Cody Burns. Again. Oh yes, they do. Oh, I guess that's well, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then touchdown and nice championship. So, so I'm going to take full responsibility for Ronnie Brown being above Carnell because Good. I put Carnell, I believe, at number ten on my list. Whoa. Just hating on that. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> High school rival. <laughs> I'm going to check it real quick. That uh, is bizarre. I check it right, right now, actually. Well, he's checking that. Let's. Uh, we finished all the position groups. We've got a couple other Auburn yeah, he's top dead. tens. He's actually 11. I mean, on your list. I mean, no, he's, he's 10th. Yeah, he's 10th. Yeah. I mean, 10 store, top 10 stores. He's behind Mike Dyer and Kenny Irons <laughs> and Ontario. Mc, he's behind Ontario. McKay. I'm sorry. Did Carnell uh, break a run that won us a national championship? I don't. I don't think he did. No. He did go crazy though. Yeah, he, he did, did go crazy. He, he also no, beat Alabama Car- more times than than Ontario McCaleb and Car- 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 so, But Ronnie Brown also did the same, and they both missed the same amount of uh, <laughs> of iron bowls. Um, of iron bowls due to injury. So that's why Trey Smith was yeah, that two thousand. Both of those dudes were hurt in two thousand two. All right, let's talk about the top ten loudest games in Jordan. All right, uh, let's, let's, let's move we can through these. Guys. This is controversial this is, because I don't. I, I am adamant. Look, that hey, number one, everyone look, else is wrong about number when one. When everyone's I'm listening to this, it. it's August. It's preseason. They're going to get a longer episode. I, I love long episodes. I don't love. This doing is long not. Episodes. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. We're not going to be for three hours. <laughs> Pete Holmes. Top right. ten loudest games in Jordan Hare Stadium. Obviously, a recency bias for most of these games. Uh, number 10, 2007 Iron Bowl. Number 9, 2010 Georgia. Here's the no. thing before you do this. The recency bias exists because the stadium wasn't right. 87,000 seats until fairly recently. With a giant video. So, board. yeah, like 89 Iron Bowl is on this list, but 
was the stadium at full capacity at 89? I'm sure it was loud. That was no, the first Iron Bowl. That was the that's, first that's one the in first Auburn. one in Auburn. That's why I was gotcha. so loud. That's the one where people tell you that you, that you were choking on well, blue powder I, from the shakes. I understand everybody says it was loud, but were there 89,000 people there? I mean, they were close. I think okay. we were already at 80,000 80, or more. And again, comparing it to other games in 1989. Sure. We've only, the most recent edition only added like 2,000 people yeah. to the thing. All right, so, so 07 number, Iron Bowl. Yeah, 07 Iron Bowl is number 10. Number 9 is 2010 Georgia. Number 8, 2010 Clemson. Number 7, 1990 Florida State. Number 6, LSU. Number 5, 2017 Georgia. Number 4, 04 LSU. Number 3 is the 13 Iron Bowl. Number 2 is the 89 Iron Bowl. And number 1, 06 Florida. Now, who on this who on this esteemed panel voted for 90 Florida State? That wasn't me. Yeah, that would that... be, as I said... James and Drew Bay. Were they there? No. I'm sure they were. Oh, well, no, they actually, were if they were five here. Five years old. James was probably there. I, I, I'll tell you this uh, right now. Uh, everyone talks about this 0-6-4 game. I was there. It was loud. It was not as loud as that 2010 Clemson game. It was, nothing has ever been. I've never been anywhere as loud as that 2010 Clemson I was Clemson at both of them as well. well. Never been. And LSU 4 might beat both of those. I was, at, I was at all three of these games. LSU 6 might beat both of those, too. I, like, those games 06, were all loud. 6 Florida. I was on the field for it was so loud. I, it's the loudest place I've ever been. Is the 06 Florida? The 2010 is the, so 2010 Clemson is the loudest place. One I've of the one of the interesting things in this list is some of these are moments and some of these are games. That's so like the 06 game. Like the 2013 game was loud, but it was the kick six. That's the reason it's on yeah. this list. How do some of these compare as far as like we're the 06 Florida game was loud from beginning to end. So that reminds me of the yeah. 2017 Georgia game where like that was. Loud. That was a party from start to finish. So the 06 Florida game was a team that's the Auburn's defense that year was insane. Insane. No one could score on Auburn. Yeah. And it was a high, it was a top 10 matchup, I think. ESPN had brought They were number two. Yeah, they were number two. I think we were top 10. They ended up winning a national championship that year. We had (laughs) ESPN brought in, it was the first ever ESPN 360 game where they had it on like. ESPN, they had a Skycam only view on ESPN2. Skycam was still pretty new back then. They had ESPNU was showing like coaches cam where they literally just had a, a camera on each head coach. And in the middle of the screen was the game. Uh, and I think there was even like ABC had something too. I, mean, I think there may have been four networks showing the game. So this was the national championship treatment in October. When I was in, yeah. I worked for oh, the relations. Uh, we Bar- gave out Barkley was the guest picker on yeah. game day that they there, and he literally, if not for the block punt at the end, uh, very end of the game, uh, I think it was a block punt. It was a block punt return for touchdown. Yeah, at the, is that the is that mm-hmm. the one that happened right at the end of the it game? It wasn't like the if not for that he like picked the score dead on. Yeah. So if not for that, he partly picked this. I remember we gave out like almost double the media credentials for that game yeah. than we normally. It was did. loud. I mean, I mean it, it was it was a, a, it was a very loud game. rocking place. I I just I will. Never... I met Scott Van Pelt in the press box of that game, and he wasn't even like covering the game. He was just there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, people were just bringing people in for that game. Yeah. EDSPS has a great story about this game too. Really? Yeah. I imagine this is if 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 you ask him, this is the game he's he's been on record saying this. He's been the most mad at leading the game. I mean, like, Florida crying, like just wanted to well, punch you, stuff. Well, they like, didn't have a chance to be. Uh, Florida should have won that game in terms of like. I mean, they won the national championship yeah. that year. Like they had a, they had the best. Chris team in the Leak country. was their quarterback. They had been playing Tim Tebow, Tebow the whole season as a starter. Yeah, we were the only team all year that stopped Tim Tebow from doing whatever he wanted to yeah. do when he was in the game. 
Um, it was it was wild. It, Plus, it was, it was like it was really fun, and I I don't want to diminish everybody's thought feelings about that game, but I I was also at Clemson in 2010, and it was also at night. It was also a really big deal. That was a great game, and it was the only time that I've literally been deafened. It's the loudest I've ever I've I've yeah. loudest thing I've ever been uh, a part of. So 2010 Georgia is a. Good addition to this list. I think um, 04 Georgia was louder than 04 LSU. Maybe um, crazy. Oh, yeah. Until no. that guy died. And then it was like... Oh, yeah. Reggie Brown. Yeah. Gina Rosegreen. 04 Georgia uh, was probably maybe the best game at Jordan-Hare that year. Like, the best game we played at home that year was that Georgia game. Um, I know Jack had a uh, big push for the 07 Iron right. Bowl. So... Apparently this was good. this is the last time we've had a night kickoff for the Iron Bowl. Oh yeah. Which you know I was thinking back when he that, mentioned that this. That was my very last game. I was thinking back when he mentioned this. We haven't had a night Iron Bowl. It's been CBS games yep. almost every year. Yeah. Unfortunately, least guys, we got to I don't know who if, if you're listening to this and you have any sway. <laughs> Surely not. Southeastern Conference just figure out a way to get out of the CBS contract. That's I the dumbest. hate it. Nobody Nobody relies on network TV to watch anything. It's the, it's, and in CBS is a possible to stream. It's extra long. But, yeah. It's extra long. You get commercials for CSI. You kick you off your announcers suck. Like, yeah, I love Brad Nessler, but the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. Anyways, this is an Iron play Bowl. it on the Outdoor Life Network than play it on CBS. That doesn't even exist anymore. TBN. Yeah. Oh seven Iron Bowl. So I mean, it, obviously, it's the Iron Bowl. Saban's first year. Uh, you get with it's it being fear late the November. Thumb. Fear the thumb. Fear the thumb. When it's late November, you means you're getting oh, into the stadium the other in the hand. dark. That was six. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And they had it's Tiger top. Walk in the dark. Which you think about it, Tiger Walk's never in the dark. Never in the dark. Because usually, if it's early in the year, if it's a night kickoff, it's still yeah. daylight. In November, it's not. And it was wild. Oh seven Iron Bowl was wild. Yeah, it was fun. Oh buddy, that was it. it was the perfect last football game for for uh, me. That was. was it? Auburn's first year as an Under Armour school. I think that's right. And it was uh, like... That sounds right. And it was like every... So that was click-clack everything? Yeah, and oh. protect this house. Like they were playing, we must protect this I hate, house. I hated, I hated that, that stuff so much. But it did make people get loud. I hated that stuff so much. All right. Let's do one last set. This one's finish on a depressing note. Click-clack. The worst games of The all worst time. losses for Auburn. I, I, so I... We threw fired, this one together today. I fired this list up after... Basically, everyone that was going to fill it out was done with it already. And I could not. I was incredulous that the 2016 Georgia game was not. No one. It was not on a list. It was devastating. It was depressing. Gus Mel's on fire. I've said it, and I believe it. When he is is fired, it is going to be because of the 2016 Georgia game and not because of whatever game he just lost at that moment. I I think that's the... I'm still mad about. It. I'm still. I will never get over how mad I was at that game. I was standing in front of my. It's much TV. worse than 2017 LSU. Oh, much worse. Uh, that game was just a blooper reel. Yeah. Like I, I just, you didn't watch it with Georgia fans. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I just. Yeah, hey, 2016 Georgia game. Yeah, it's got to be worse for you. Yeah, how is this not worse because, for you? Because no, because 2016 was we're bad. Whatever. We're not bad. Whatever. We're not bad. Whatever. 2016 doesn't. What are you talking about? 2016, we were not that good. If we beat Georgia, we won nine out. games. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> 20, 2017 should have been a playoff team. 2016, didn't they win? They won. Like they were eight and four. 
Yeah, they won six games in a row. Yeah, yeah, and they lost they two games in September. Six straight games had not had looked like they were going to beat everybody in their path. And then, oh, that, and then all we have point. to do is take a knee and we lose it because we keep throwing with Sean White, who clearly cannot yeah, throw no, the we ball. We don't have second knee because we weren't winning in that game. He threw a pick six. No, in the second quarter. No, the pick six was the that late. Was, no, that was early. Because Auburn went and kicked two early field goals. He threw a pick six, I think, in the first half. No, we were up 7-6. No, we were not up 7-6 because we didn't score. to 13-7. Yes. We were up 7-0 to zero at, the end of, at the end of one. 7-0 to zero at the half. It was 7-7 seven, seven into three. Okay. And so it was in the scored, third quarter. Okay. And they scored six points in the fourth. The second half, Auburn scored zero points and allowed 13. And again, could have taken a knee on every offensive okay. play, and it Let's, would have resulted in a better offense yes. than what they the, did. The, oh, yeah. pick, the pick six, the pick six lost was more game. passing yards than Sean White. Because if, if he doesn't throw the pick, then they just yeah. score the six, and we went seven six. Pick six was the was almost the first I, play. I was of literally the third quarter. Right. Okay. So I was close to halftime. Yeah. I, I have a um, son who's not a year old yet at the house with me. He's taking a nap or something. I'm trying not to rage out. And I literally stood with my face inches from my TV just screaming at my TV so mad for a, an hour. Sean White was 6 for 20. Tw- yeah. For 27 yards. Yes. 27 And it was like a 35-yard We were defense. still throwing with this guy who could clearly not Meanwhile, throw. Meanwhile, no, Carry on Johnson <sighs> was had 22 carries for 99 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Okay, let's let's get to the top ten. Real quick. It's disgusting. <laughs> Number ten, uh, nineteen eighty three Texas, the only game we lost that year. You win a national championship if you don't lose. Yeah, that I, I, that's not so. That that's stupid. We should have won a national championship right. anyway. All right, <laughs> that, number that, ten. Not, I don't know why anyone put this on there. Number ten is eighty three Texas. Number nine is two thousand five LSU. It's the ten nine game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that one sucked. Um, no, sorry, not the ten nine. That's the John Bond game. Oh God! No, um, that, yes, that one really tied for seventh. We have eighty eight LSU, which is the earthquake game, yeah. and the two thousand three Ole Miss game. Uh, number oh, six, oh, yeah, not the same rankings that I have. Yeah, no, I told you that was wrong. Why is the uh, Ole Miss game on there? Number six. That's the one. Oh right, yeah, the yeah, Obamanu yeah. hits him in the chest in the end zone. And, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Number six is twenty sixteen yeah. Georgia. Number five, bodies are not in order. Two thousand two LSU. Sorry, number. Sorry, 2002 Georgia. Uh, number, what am I at? Five, four, something like that. 2006 Georgia. Uh, 2017 SEC Championship game. 2014 Texas A&M. And then number one, the National Championship game. I, that was last on my list. See, here's the thing I don't get. Because we've had this conversation before yeah. about the kick six. Yeah. About how the kick six doesn't mean anything because we didn't win the National Championship yeah. game. Yeah, how was the national championship game not the most because we weren't loss? we weren't supposed to be there? Like it, we can't. We were coming off twenty twelve, and I was just. But happy. you're saying it invalidated the whole path. I was just happy to be there. It wasn't. I don't get the lie. It was no. I was bummed we lost. I was not. I I feel the same way, but that's because I get take so much value in the kick six. No, no, I just, it didn't. It like I was like, oh man, that really sucks. The way we lost sucked, but it wasn't. It was. If if it hadn't have been to Jameis, it wouldn't have even hurt that much at all to me, to be honest. Like it, we we went from losing to maybe the worst Arkansas team I've ever seen in my lifetime the year before, um, and then having, overtime against Louisiana uh, Monroe. Yeah, and um, we didn't lose to them unlike somebody else. And um, Texas A and M being able to 
could have scored over 100 points on us. Easy. To then we went on that incredible run, and it did not hurt. It would have hurt worse if we had lost the 2010 national championship to me. That would have hurt That's a lot. Um, 13, it hurt, but I was never, mm-hmm. never mad about it. Never. Um, I, I the the thing I would say is I was more upset for the players than I was for myself, mm-hmm. and I know that's kind of a, maybe a cliche, but I wasn't I wasn't mad about the loss. It, that did not hurt me as bad. So the number two uh, game on this list is twenty fourteen a And M, and I will say that is the most pissed off I've ever been after a loss because. Don't, don't fumble the ball on the goal really, line. It, no, it was really And then dumb. again on the next drive. It like, was really dumb. It, 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 that one's the... It's I, the dumbest I, loss Auburn has, I think. Oh, I think the Georgia loss is dumber. I, I think throwing with Sean White, who clearly couldn't But that's, throw that's not even... That's a, that's a coaching error, obviously. Yeah. In 2014, it's just like... You're what? just not, that's one of those where I guess, I guess it comes down. I guess in this case, it comes down to which bothers you more a coaching error or players just messing up. And if, if the coaching playing, error bothers me more than if the, you were the, playing the 2014 the, Texas AM game as a video game, yeah, you would think, Oh, this is just rigged. I, I can't <laughs> win this. Like, they will not let me win. Yeah, man, that, that one was it was one of the dumbest things. That, that one just was a gut wrench because to me, I'll, that's I'll say when, this, it was the dumbest game I've been to. That was because <laughs> I was actually at that one. For me, as a sophomore with 2013 as a freshman, that's when the magic ended. Yeah. Because 2014, you know, you've only lost one game right. to number one Mississippi State. Then you have the A&M game, and you're still like, if you take care of business, yeah. you're going to the playoff, first ever playoff. Sure. And you lose that stupid game. And not only do you lose that game, you are totally unprepared the next week. For yeah, Georgia. it turned, it turned team, out you should have. So, so I think I, I may have touched on this last week when after we talked to you, um, we talked about South Carolina that year. Um, the, the Texas A and M game stunk, but we should have lost the week before too to South Carolina. Um, uh, we got lucky that we didn't get caught with two got guys. A ball coach that year. Yeah, yeah, we um, had two number ones on the field. Yeah, we had two number ones on the field. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. We Adam like we, Duke. We, we didn't get caught. We didn't get caught. And it, we just weren't playing great that game. The writing was on the wall against that South Carolina team the week before. I'm pretty sure it was the week before. It's crazy how, like, if you only have one side of the ball that's good and the other side of the ball is, like, really bad, unless you also have Kyler Murray and, I don't know, the best offensive mind in college football, you really aren't going to do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, the Oklahoma team last year was, like, historically bad on defense. Like, yeah. Historically yeah. bad. And historically good on offense. And then they were well, just so I, good on offense, it didn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it really, if you have a great offensive line, you're probably going to win like, a lot of games. Like 14, Auburn had a historically good for Auburn offense. Yeah. But it wasn't good enough. It was just like to outline the country. Yeah. If it was I, number one, I think our mistake maybe. that year was not just doing exactly the same thing we'd done the same year before. a little too before. much, if you ask me. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They also didn't cover Amari Cooper. Oh, man. <laughs> well... That, that that game was that, that, that game too. I, I you would think I would be right mad. I, I was not mad about that game until no, I, at, until, until I, said that. a couple of days later, and I was like, or not even a couple of days. Just when I probably the next day when I was like looking at like what Alabama had done, and I'm like, what were we doing? Yeah. On Do you defense? think if Rock Thomas does not fumble that first play, we win that game? No. 
maybe. maybe. And I would say I was more mad about because it took Auburn like a couple of drives uh, going after. Yeah, I was yeah. more upset at the end of the fourteen Mississippi That's State game and the fourteen Iron Bowl. Normally we score first in the game. Then I was the fourteen. Which Mississippi State? I was game? The fourteen, 14 Mississippi State. Game. Oh, one. I was. The first game after the that was the game. Come out. That was the game. That I wanted. I, I wanted to fire Rhett Lashley after the game. At that moment, at the end of the fourteen Mississippi State game, we three was the in that game was the was definitive nice. moment in which I decided I'm no longer going to care too much about this game, about this sport. That's and I that wanna, is what that 2014 Mississippi State and 2012 are why I feel like I am a well-adjusted Auburn fan today. I don't get that mad about wins and losses yeah. anymore yeah. because of those two events. 2012, because it just I saw how I saw what the abyss looked like. I'm yeah. not scared of it anymore. No, I, I, 2014 I, Mississippi State because I know what it's like to get your hopes sky high and to get them dashed by something you cannot control. Yeah, and that it's a fool's errand. We were put throwing downfield to Sammy Coates, who notoriously was not had didn't have the greatest of hands. Didn't we have turnovers in like the first three positions in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> here's here's my thing. This game. Didn't make my list because I didn't watch this game. I watched like the first half oh, of the first quarter. I was there. This is only my second time in Starkville, uh, Mississippi. I missed this game because my Mississippi State grad brother was proposing to his Alabama fan, now wife, hmm. during the game. And you stood there with a cowbell in your hand. <laughs> did you? Clang, 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 clang. But he proposed like right after half time, and we're there for like an hour before. Mm. That seems really weird. That's a very strange... Yeah, I wasn't happy with him. What? He must not be that into football. No, I mean, he watches the game sometimes. Okay. He's, he's a golfer. It's like my wife. Weird. She, she, she follows the games on her phone. Well, guys, if you have any problems with these rankings, again, collegemagnolia.com, let us know. At Ryan S. Sterrett. Yeah. Yes, is for stats. Uh, next week, I might talk a little, uh, touch a little more on like what you were talking about, how you stared into the abyss. and Because next week, we're getting ready for the season. Next Pre-season. week, we're about to so we're going to talk right about how SEC preview next week. We're going to talk about how excited or possibly not excited we are for Auburn football startup. Look forward to it. Like we say every week. Bonus. See you here next week. <laughs>